0: Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. everybody and welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, AEW Dynamite Review. It's Thursday, you know what that means. It's your boy, Big Tasty. It's a two-man show today. I'm joined as, well, as typically by Aaron the statman Suckliff. Aaron, how is it going?
1: Glad to be here, darling. At least one of us are here We
0: you. Uh, eh. Yeah, Jay J- <laughs> J- has been overcome by drink. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He gets told, gets
1: told he can go outside and socialise. And look what happens.
0: Yeah, he can't, he can't be <laughs> asked anymore. Well, I mean, to be fair, I know, I know what beers he's gone for, and they were, they look very nice. Uh, the beers he was drinking. So we, we wish him good luck. He will be back next week, as per usual, unless he's got another brother he wants to go out drinking with. But you know, <laughs> I, I don't think he. That has, we don't know. To, about to it. my knowledge. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so hopefully Norwell's three-man service will resume next week. However, we are going to slam through this AEW dark style with a two-man booth and irrelevant references. Uh, so so we'll, um, we'll crack straight into the first match. Um, and I mean, they literally did go straight into the first match. Yeah, there was no fucking around us. It? it was just like, like straight. No. Um, so we have John Moxley versus Yuji Nagata. Um, obviously, they mentioned this as Nagata's first appearance on at TNT programming for 23 years.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure the last day was only a couple of weeks ago. Like to the day. Yeah,
0: yeah it was very nearly <laughs> as well. Yeah. yeah, like when they announced the match, it was close to like then, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, little touch. Eddie Kingston comes out with Moxley um, as like his sort of second, and Nagata has one of his young boys come out as well. Uh, is, like his
1: Raimiria. Um, he, if you watch New Japan, he's been on opening matches for shows like they usually do. Oh, cool. Like, constantly. he's so.
0: Speaking of watching New Japan, do you know who doesn't watch a lot of New Japan? Jim Ross. Do you know why? Because when he was running down the list of people that Nagata has trained, he said, Tanahashi, Okada. And then he went, uh, Excalibur? <laughs> <laughs> and just passed it over to him.
1: Gave up after the two big ones. <laughs>
0: Which I quite enjoyed. Um yeah, so like obviously low this match was like dripping with history. Like Nagata's done everything, been everywhere, fought everyone. Um yeah,
1: this-, this was a match I was looking forward to this week. Just because of Yuji Nagata.
0: Yeah, I mean it was a very new Japan style match as well. Yeah. Um it was a lot of like them ju- it was a lot of the lot of spots where one of them would just bait the other one to just hit them really hard and they did. Yeah, <laughs> and, like um Nagata's like knee strikes, like his kidney kicks looked absolutely savage. A lot of forearms, <laughs> a lot of forearms, a lot of a stiff lot kicks. Of there was a lovely, um, like a knee, like a knee clothesline. Like so, he, it was a lot of like throwing the guy to the ropes, so he come back just like yeah. knee him in the chest, so he goes flying over your leg. That was uh, that was really nice. A lot of submission stuff as well. Um, Nagata looking for an arm breaker quite a bit. Like did a lot of work on the arm.
1: Yeah, um, it was a very as you say, New Japan style match. It's not the juniors, obviously, but
0: Eugene Naga showing that age is just a number. Yeah, I mean, this was like, Moxley's a, a stiff bastard. <laughs> and, for, and for a man in his 50s, used to just stand there in the ring with him and just go, yeah, go ahead, it, it, it hit me a bit harder. You know, they, they, you can tell, obviously, both these guys were, they were pulling no punches. Um, like, uh, literally.
1: <laughs> yeah. Tony Schiavone, Moxley is a fighting champion. All this is said whilst they put when Moxley comes out that it's his fourth title defense.
0: Yeah. Since Wrestle Kingdom last year. <laughs> I mean, admittedly, a lot of that is probably to do yeah. with the pandemic. COVID. Yeah. Uh, oh, another little, a nice little New Japan twist. They showed Rocky Romero was in the crowd watching this match. I didn't even notice. I. Did it, was it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. They just cut him on the camera. Oh. Um, obviously, you know he's, oh. he's, also, he's also good friends with Gallows and Disney and, and whatnot. Yeah, so he, he knows a lot. He's backstage at New Japan. Strong,
1: strong. right?
0: Yeah. yeah. So that was that was cool. See Rocky Romero there. Obviously, they talk about the history of the of the US title. Um, obviously, guys like Kenny Omega's had it, um, Lance has had it, Cody's had it. So it's got like a, a fairly strong AEW connection. As, as a belt hasn't it it's always been in fact yeah. you know, lance armstrong was the guy who moxie pete for the title before he came to aw um yeah uh, so, so the match sort of it sort of goes back and forth it's it's, it's very very back and forth actually no one really gets a, a solid sort of. no one no. really gets on top like every time someone's getting on top someone else just sort of powers out or just hits them really hard and, and sort of yeah i mean it was it was a very different Sort of opener for an AEW show. Normally we get like the the fast paced flippy flippies to, to get everyone excited, but this was just. I mean, it, this was this was really entertaining, but in a very different way.
1: It was the same last week as well, wasn't it? It wasn't that style of match to open up. It was something else. Oh well, it was only Nakazawa and Omega. Um, skim over that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so we end up with. Um, so there's a really long spot where um, nagata has got the arm lock, like an arm breaker on Mox, and he's, he's sort of like Jerome. Yeah, oh. he's he's ranging it back. Oh, okay. he, he does the, he does the, the eye roll up, which is really nice. He, I mean, he's 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 got a really good character Nagata, as well. Like you can tell, he's he's really perfected this this like this character over a number of years. It was really cool. Um, and then, yeah, they get back up. There's a flurry of forearms back and forth. Mox leaves.
1: Moxley's cheek at some point
0: gets caught. Yeah, yeah Moxley's All just this. bleeding from the sheer force of being a Like That had to be hard. we right. There's no way he bladed there. Oh, I, I rewound it. I
1: couldn't see when it happened or anything. So,
0: no, so then Moxley, um, bleeding from his face, gets in the bulldog choke, then transitions into the rear naked choke. Uh, Nakata... Gets he, all the way through. Like Moxie's been looking for for the naked choke, and like, and but like, Nagata's always been like really good at like like holding his base and shifting his weight and sort of making it really hard for Moxie to like, lock it in. And he's he's done a really good job throughout the entire match. Uh, he he slips out of it one last time, but Moxie's ready this time. He hits paradigm shift, which is kind of like a it's more of like a suplex, but I thought, I thought that he hits it. Yeah, it, it
1: went a bit over. Um, it was quite out of nowhere that paradigm shift as well.
0: Yeah, I have to rewind it because I missed it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: It was very, it was very quick and abrupt and just out of nowhere. Um, it's just, it, it could have went longer. I'd say to be honest, yeah, I really
0: it, it, it. it went nine minutes, um, which yeah, I f- yeah, they could have done, they could have done a good fifteen, I think. Um, but you know, I, I was, I was, it did not stay as welcome. I, I was at no point wishing, I, I, I wanted more, which is always good, you know, when you're going yeah. mate, you go away with a match wanting more, you know, that's that's a good sign. Um, after the match as well, really nice. Moxie calls in, um, they got second. With the water bottle to sort of check on him. and then after they sort of both sort of get to the like get up a bit, they they both bow and they um you know there's a really nice bit of mutual respect between them as well, which I think yeah. I've got a feeling like that was probably quite sincere, like quite real. Oh yeah, like because <laughs> they, they they did beat the piss out of each other.
1: Like Moxley's a new Japan fan even when he wasn't there, and he's like I assume he respects Nagata since he is a former. IWGP
0: champion, like, world yeah.
1: champion. Um, is Moxley's new music permanent, or is it just a I one?
0: don't know. So, yes, we should mention that Moxley came yeah. off to Wild Thing by the Trogs, which is a very famous song, but it just doesn't pump me the way that his actual no. music does.
1: Yeah, it, it's fine. It works. It's a bit more softer than his actual music. Um, until it makes a weird noise. In the
0: song. Yeah, there's like a there's it's, like a, there's like no, a flute then. there's like a flute breakdown, which really doesn't fit well it, with Moxley's character no. at all. It,
1: it's it's when he comes out and he he alert, as soon as he gets in the ring, the flute starts playing. I'm like, oh, even Moxley's face is a bit. Oh, let's just cut that right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because like Moxie's Moxie's entrance is so high energy. Like, and I loved one thing I did love about the entrance here. Yeah, like, it had a really big fight feel. So they showed both um, competitors walking from the locker room. Through the corridor, through yeah. the corridors, out through like well, um, Magatha comes out through Gorilla, Moxie comes out through that door, nearly kills that poor woman who's meant to be holding the door. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking busts that door, and that woman. Has to like quick, <laughs> fast hands to catch that one. Um, yeah, I think because Moxie's Moxie's like entrance is so high energy. Like he comes out and he, he spikes the water bottle, and you know he, the crowd go. And it's, it was a, it was a fairly full crowd, and not not full full, but it was like a fairly big crowd for, for yeah for this episode and like they went fucking ballistic when Mox came out you know because he's a he's a big fra- crowd favourite and yeah, yeah the, the music just sort of it's a bit low energy for that sort of environment that he creates
1: yeah the, the music probably gave it a bigger pop as well like just because it is a well known song yeah like even I know the song
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was saying something and, I mean but... you think you, you think the Pixies is an old song this is this is a fucking old song right?
1: uh, I I <laughs> I'd done
0: a little giggle i seen how old it was. <laughs> it's older than me and that's fucking saying. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, okay. So yeah. Decent first match um, in the bag. Um, good opener. Again, like we said, little difference to what AEW normally gives us. Very, very new Japan. In um, a good way. In a good way. <laughs> in a very good way. Yeah. Um, so they, they, again, we, we say this all the time, AEW really good at sort of setting this all out. With I, I mean, I, I, it's not until I started watching a like well I stopped I don't don't like to I don't like to like you know draw comparisons on this podcast but like the amount of times and TNA did it as well the amount of times that a wrestling show starts with like a 15 minute promo that you don't give a fuck about yeah, and it's so nice for like the pacing of the show to just get into a banger match, like straight yeah. off the bat, like come in real hot, and get and get you real excited, and then it just sets the tone for the rest of the night. Then and you, you're really having a good time. Like the, the first, the first minutes really, make, you know, they they really set your impression. They really make a difference. And AEW always do a, a pretty decent job of of sort of getting the show off to a good start. Okay. Uh, so
1: why why have the pyro at the start of the show to explode and go off? Everyone going nuts, all the fans to then. Someone come out, go in the mic for fifty minutes, and the crowd just all set back down.
0: Exactly. So, I mean, say what <coughs> you will about say, just <laughs> Say what you will about Cody, and I'm sure you will. But at least he never comes up first. Right,
1: exactly. Like <laughs> that's exactly it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so next up, we have a little quick promo. Uh, Sammy Ortiz and Hager got a promo saying they want a rematch against the Pinnacle. So they mentioned that Jericho injured, obviously because he took the bump. Uh, but they say something about like Santana's been like it, suspended
1: or something um santana's been arrested for stabbing MGF with a fork
0: <laughs> so is he injured does he have some sort of like family He's, emergency
1: he was ill i think he was just ill like sick all oh, right So i think he just took the week off if I, yeah it was that okay uh, play. We'll so get, I'll,
0: look, I'll look it up get so. well get well soon santana hope you're back soon um well I hope you're back for something we're going to talk about a bit later um So then, next up, Cody's out um, to talk about what's going to happen to Double or Nothing. Um, You're going to slap. I right. I'm going to I'm going to put cards on the table. I really liked this. i I think
1: it's just a whole patriotism thing. That yeah, but with Cody, because we're not with
0: with Cody, it seems a bit more authentic, in like a good way.
1: I I, I get what he went for. Like it's understandable, and how so.
0: Obviously, yeah. he's, he's feuding with Anthony Agogo. Agogo had this big spiel the other week about how, like, he hates America and he's just coming over here to sort of pillage it and take, make his money, and then he's going to fuck off back to Britain because Rob... I mean, he clearly hasn't looked at what's been happening over in this country because he wouldn't be fucking wanting to come back over here <laughs> if, he, if he knew what was going on. Um, but, yeah, so Cody's talking about how, like, um, how he wants to... cut. Co- he disparages America, but he's over here getting the benefits, making his money, you know... A, Basically, taking advantage of the American dream to sort of further himself and how this is, you know, a great country. He talks about, you know, the, the Italian champion, wrestling champion for 4,000 days. Um, I'm guessing he's talking, talking about Bruno San Martino. Yeah, I just um, I, I, I assume so. And then he, he mentions, obviously, he mentions a couple of, um, and he, he says, like, you know, and he, he's very fair. He says, you know, not all English. Uh, Dog Williams
1: and Gabriel Kidd got
0: a shout out on yeah. the EW.
1: Doug, oh, yeah.
0: Doug, Doug, Doug Williams, who's just come back out of retirement, by the way. Oh, has
1: he? Oh, yeah, he's under-, um, he's
0: under, he's under he retired about a month ago.
1: He, here's one to watch. Um, type in WCPW, Cody versus Gabriel Kidd, internet title. as he,
0: he called him Little Gabriel Kidd.
1: Little, oh! <laughs> fuck me, that match is
0: brilliant.
1: <laughs> and the story going into it as well. It was great.
0: So then, obviously, they talk about, like, how you know, in a country that used to have segregation, how like obviously him and Brandy who were a mixed race couple are about to have a baby and 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 he it, it gets quite emotional and it feels it feels end, you know because
1: when he when he says unborn child.
0: Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then a really nice touch um he said that obviously they're gonna have a full full crowd double or nothing. And he said um he said that Co- uh, Gogo won't be fighting the American Nightmare for one night only. He'll fight the American Dream.
1: Fuck!
0: Oh. I really like this. I think it's because uh, it's, it's and he, he talked he talked about like how how it felt like a like a heavy sword to pick up, how it felt like a big responsibility, how it felt like you know only him or Dustin could do it, and like they didn't really want to for, for like a long time because obviously the 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 mantle like the, the legacy of Dusty has his
1: leg. Yeah, they they don't want to touch
0: it. Yeah. But for this for the for the benefit of, of Gogo coming over here and, and literally slandering the American dream. Then Cody mm-hmm. will Cody will take up that mantle and make him, you know, make him fight it, which is which is pretty cool. Uh, and and you know, you could feel the genuine emotion. Like you could tell this is a place that Cody maybe didn't ever think he'd he'd want to go to, but
1: um how many pounds can you put on in two weeks? <laughs> And, he, and you, be, you better have treasures that just have polka dots all well, over. Well,
0: no, because he, he very specifically said he said he, he said like nothing nothing externally will change. Like he will be the same Cody Rhodes. He said that all the the change will all be on internal. In it will all be like the heart and the soul and etc. And etc. Cetera, et cetera. Which I mean, like I, the, the crowd fucking ate it up, man. Um, of course, they're American. <laughs> Like, and that's what Cody, that's what Cody's so good at. And like when yeah. he's got a, when he's got a big crowd, and when he comes out of double nothing to a full house, it's gonna pop like a motherfucker.
1: I, I'm not hating like oh Americans, oh patronism. We would do the exact same if it was Anthony uh, Google in the UK. Yeah, like if we were in the UK, it would be the exact
0: same. It's so. a it's a cheap pop, but it, it fucking works. There's a reason Mick Foley did it every night of his career. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, I I, I like this. I thought. Um, I thought Cody using the American Dream for the pay per seems like seems like a real nice touch. You know, he's always big about obviously honoring his dad and his legacy. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, it got me it got me excited for the match as well uh, at Double or Nothing. So it did its job for me. Yeah,
1: um, I've got something against overall, but we'll speak about it at the end.
0: Okay. Um, so next up, we have a, a really nice video about um, sort of SCU, sort of explaining like their career basically uh, and like sort of their, their sort of changing relationship with the young books over the course of of the last year or so
1: yeah it's all just um how they've went they've said that when they lose that's it basically the whole storyline going into this match is this promo yeah how it works yeah
0: yeah so basically SCU uh they've worked really hard to become the one contenders uh, obviously, if they lose, they will never team again. And yeah, here they are. They have a tag team title shot. I mean, that it really feels, especially given the name of the show, that this should have been on Double or Nothing.
1: Yeah, especially with SCU
0: especially them putting their careers on the line. <laughs> yeah, and it's, and it's like it's it is literally double or nothing for them. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> That's
1: so they mention it on commentary, right? Ten straight weeks, SEU have been number one contender.
0: No, they haven't. They've been number one ranked. Do- sorry, number one. No, 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 they, they, no, they said they were number one contenders, but that was they, they missed. Like, they fucked up. Oh, they? Right. they haven't okay. been. They were number one contenders for, as of last week when they won the the Battle Royal or the four way match. Ah,
1: they, were number,
0: they were number one they, 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 I know what they're, they're saying. They were. They, basically, what they meant to say is they've been number one ranked for ten weeks, which they have. But they said they were number one contenders for ten weeks, which is not how the yeah. ranking system works. They're not automatically no. number one contenders.
1: I I had I had it written down as contender and he said I was like what well,
0: what have I done. No, okay. no they, they yeah they, 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 the commentary said contenders but yeah. Really, okay. That was not the case. Uh, yeah, so they've been number one ranked slash contenders for 10 weeks. Which yeah, okay. Um all, all those all those wins on dark Baker was right along. They've been padding the numbers. Um, yeah, young bucks uh, with a pair of $1000 trainers again.
1: Fuck me. Each, to be I mean, fair, that plays into the finish, and I'm happy about that.
0: Yeah. I'm
1: so happy about that.
0: Yeah, so um, so Kaz starts the match off, eventually Daniels tags in. It's just a kind of back-and-forth match. With,
1: um, the start-off was brilliant. Is like, basically, Nick Jackson just made Kazarian angry, slapped him, and then it, like, for the first minute after that slap, out, it was just chaos between
0: them two going at it. And then SCU kind of get the upper hand, they hit some double team moves. So they hit some double team moves on Nick, and then Matt comes in to try and interfere, and then they just, like, they dodge him, and they hit a load of double team moves on Matt as well, which is quite nice. Um, Don Callis is on commentary. <clears throat> he's um, he's questioning whether SCU have the the stamina to carry on at this pace for the whole match. Obviously, you know, they are... He's he's, he's not saying it, but he's sort of saying that, obviously, they're a bit older than the Young Bucks. and <laughs> You know, maybe they can't quite yeah. go as, for as long as the Young Bucks can. Um so, um, then, they,
1: also, they mentioned on commentary as well. Uh, SEU versus the Bucks has happened 12 times and they're yep.
0: six and six. Six and six. So, this is the decider. Oh, mad. Yep. Um, so, then we get a few bits and bobs. SEU hit the celebrity rehab. They look for the BME, the best not ever. They can't get it because Nick comes in and breaks it up. Um, then Daniels is on the outside. And Nick just super kicks him into the, his head into the ring post,
1: and his head just opens up like a sachet cat
0: jock. His head explodes, <laughs> blood everywhere. Like okay, um, I'm, not, I'm not even like, I'm not, I'm not even like you know exaggerating here. Like as soon as, the, as he hits the ring post, blood just explodes out of his face. Yeah, he um, must have like pre-bladed, and then like, as soon as obviously,
1: well, he he must have pre-bladed, yeah. But when he fell, he must have had it in his hand and let go because it was just above his head on the camera when he's pissing out his blood. <laughs> like, it was just there on the floor, clear to see his day. <laughs>
0: well, I mean, he is pissing blood. Like, it is running down his body. <laughs> like, not even his face. Yeah. It's, like, on his chest and everything. Like, there's no point
1: looking for where the fucking blade job is on his head, because you've got no chance. It's dark red blood. <laughs>
0: So then we get, like, a really cool bit of the match where Kaz is just trying to keep it alive, two-on-one. And Jesus Christ, he looks really good because he, he yeah. manages it. You know, he he holds his own. He really does. Um, he does that w- really cool... Um, he's got, like, a bridge pin on and, like, one of the books is coming into with the fear. So he just, like, steps up, grabs him in the Northern Lights, hits the Northern yeah. Lights, again, continues the pin, which is really it's... cool.
1: Uh, yeah. he, hits a,
0: he hits a Styles Clash.
1: Yeah, I know. I popped like a motherfucker. <laughs> 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 Just before the Styles Clash, as well, Kazarian did actually get a free count.
0: Yeah, well, he got—he didn't get anything, but he had a—he had a—he had a, a, yeah. a, a four-second pin because yeah. Doc Gallows was up interfering to the referee, and um, yeah, tag yeah. team tag team referee specialist Rick Knox was um, <laughs> was duped by Doc Gallows standing on the apron.
1: Um. Uh.
0: Yeah. Uh so then yeah, it's just then it's a clash. The, the, that gets broken up, so there's not even like a kick out of that. Then books sort of get back on top, then Daniels jumps in to make the save, he just appears out of nowhere like a bloody mess. Hits an angel's hits hit an angel's wings on Nick Jackson.
1: Yeah, yeah, Angel's wings on Nick Jackson and instantly just speared at his fucking
0: <laughs> soul. Then we get my favourite bit of the match. Yeah. Is Daniels is like on the floor. Well, first of all, Daniels has gone for a BME and like fallen off the turnbuckle because he's like that <laughs> he, fucking bloody.
1: He slips off, which is fair. Like I think it was. I think it
0: was intentional. I honestly, the way he did it. Oh, you get, think it was intentional? Yeah, because okay. he was yeah. he was really wobbly on the like on his way. Either he was genuinely like wobbly from blood loss and he fucked up, or he was selling that he was wobbly from blood loss and he made it yeah. happen.
1: Yeah. I'm going for the first because we've seen it before. But then again they could have played it off as, like, oh, he's done it before. Like, it's just intentionally did it.
0: <laughs> so then you've got Daniels, like, a bloody mess on the floor, like, trying to pull himself up, Matt Jackson, like, to, to pull himself up. Matt Jackson looks down. Daniels' blood is on his, what Don Callis called $5,000 shoes. He went up $4,000 in price just because
1: he's wearing them. <laughs> just because he were on TV, because
0: the books made him that much more valuable. Um... <laughs> So then <laughs> Matt, Matt Jackson fake fakes crying and does the um the sorry I love you.
1: Yeah. He just at the corner he goes, I'm sorry, I love you. <laughs> and
0: then takes Daniels' head off like <laughs> Shawn Michaels styley <laughs> oh. but then Daniels kicks out at like two and a half. Daniels gets his shoulder up. Um and then we have another we have another interference, Carl Anderson gets up. Uh, he gets knocked down by Kaz. The ref gets distracted. Um, and then Matt sprays Daniels with the cold the, spray. The, 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 the deep heat cold spray, yeah. basically. Cold, cold spray.
1: Um, uh, Carlos at that point goes, it's to stop the bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
0: fair play. He's just trying to do him a favour there. Uh, yeah. then that's a near fall. He gets a two count off that. Again, I mean that that was like that got a massive emotional pop out of the crowd, like because everyone yeah. thought that was it, but then it was it was uh, it was all a fake because like five seconds later they hit the BT trigger and, and instantly the...
1: they, yeah. weren't a, they weren't they weren't pissing a bit and just got the job done after that. Cas
0: just, <laughs> just just fucked on the outside. He's fucking dead at that point.
1: He got a super kicked at the end, didn't he? Yeah, like, just it is again.
0: Fucking... Yeah. That was
1: like, I really enjoyed that. Never really been a fan of SCU.
0: I mean if if that's if that's it and they are done, like that's a way to go out in it. You know, that was a good match to go out on.
1: Exactly. I'm all that, was, that was
0: that was good value. Um yeah, really, really fun match. Um Yeah, a lot a lot of blood <laughs> from tackles, <laughs> um, which yeah, um which again made it seem like a bigger deal because they were that put them on the back foot and then they were sort of constantly fighting and you know, they just at the end of the day they just sort of came up short. Um And yeah, and just just he, just to okay. move away from from the actual uh, show for a, a brief second, uh, Daniels on social media has sort of been sort of been sort of maybe hinting that he might retire.
1: He's been hinting for a while, I think. Yeah. But, yeah.
0: So this might be the last time we see Christopher Daniels wrestle. Which, and again, if it is, then you know, it, it, what a match yeah. to on. He, he, you know, he, he's We've said
1: it before. He's backstage as well. Like, yeah. He, their talent relations, so uh, yeah. So totally. you know,
0: the um, there goes the higher power.
1: Yeah, it's, oh, <laughs> I forgot about
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, crack again, cracking match. Like it was a bit chaotic, but like really entertaining. Um, like it's thing got the box matches. Like box matches, they they obviously have a lot of moving parts, and they can be a bit sort of dense with 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 bits, like because. The one thing the books I don't think get a lot of credit for is a lot of the stuff they do is very based in wrestling history. So like the other week when um when Matt was doing like the, the Michael Hayes Stroth and stuff like that. And they'll they'll use that as heels, they use that to like sort of pop the internet and to like sort of piss off the marks, which is hilarious because I love when like, I love when people's piss gets spoiled. Um <laughs> and but they put a lot of detail in the matches and it could be quite a, a quite a dense watch, but they yeah. always manage to make it fast paced enough that it sort of entertains you in any way
1: when, when there were faces i think it was really really dense and there wasn't a lot going like story wise i think is the way you put it but now their heels they they have slowed it down a little bit but it's still a young bucks pace like it's still their style of wrestling and at least there's character work going into it too
0: and, yeah Great match. And then, as we um, as we have a, a somber moment of Kazarian and Daniels reflecting on the end of their professional friendship, we cut away because Moxie and Eddie Kingston are trashing the um, the elite locker room. <laughs> so sorry, I see you. <laughs> Fuck off, uh, Moxie and Eddie Kingston are doing something over oh, here. <laughs> Don't let the door hey. hit you, Daniels. Sorry, twenty thirty year career. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> so we we Oh, for like a thirty-second shot of Moxie and Kingston just trashing the locker room,
1: and then it goes to break after they like wreck the dressing room, and it goes, "This is what happened during the break." And it's Kazarian and Daniels hugging in the ring. It's because like, you know, just gave us that first.
0: <laughs> 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 right, so then after that, we get um, Christian Cage backstage. He's uh, talking again about obviously talking about Team Taz. Um. He says he's obviously he's issued an open challenge um, for next week for any member of Team Tires who wants to step up and challenge him. He says obviously also that he's going to be in the casino battle royale, so we're going to have a, we are having a casino battle royale again, a double or nothing. Christian Cage has confirmed that he's entered.
1: Uh, uh, if Christian's meant to be that big a name, no offense to anyone else that's in this battle royale or battle royal, but should he not be like? In an actual
0: match, per se. Well, he, that's the thing. He doesn't. He doesn't have a match. He doesn't have like a program. He doesn't have a, a storyline yet.
1: I mean, I, a lot of people didn't have things until this week. <laughs> so.
0: <laughs> I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, it, it sort of it sort of plays into his character, and like he's like still trying to like prove himself, and and so. I,
1: I, I do like that he did say like why he was in it, like. Well, you get a title shot if you win it. So yeah. why you
0: win, i the be in it. Yeah, so I want a, I want a title
1: shot. Uh, yes, so then,
0: yeah, then Matt Sardell comes in, and he says, "Oh, by the way, he's in the battle rail. Christian, <laughs> make, Christian makes a Christian makes a thinly a veiled reference to, to what happened to him uh, last
1: year. It didn't go well for you. You think everything's just going to fall into place? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I see what he did for there. The,
1: for the Nakazawa slip last year. <laughs> uh,
0: and then um, Seidel announces that he is actually, even though he's not a member of the team, he has actually um, stepped up and answered the Open Challenge. So next week we're going to get Christian versus Matt Sidell. and I think that'll be a really good match. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to
1: that. I, I think I want to see more Christian in charge of the match as opposed to getting beaten up.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sure he's gonna he's gonna work that in more as he gets, because the whole storyline is that he's like a bit off the ball because it was, it was like because he hasn't wrestled for seven years ever, including in the Royal Rumble, didn't count. No, um, different company doesn't get... But you know, they, they, they bring that, that's the sort of that's the sort of um, angle they're pushing, isn't it? That he's like he's this like veteran who like maybe needs a bit uh, and a couple of goes around the block to get the engine started again. Yeah. Um...
1: Again, Casino Battle Royal. Like, can't wait for it. God, I think he's a hot favourite for it. Really. Who much I don't. Christian, sorry, <laughs> <laughs> just completely off track there. Yeah, I-, I
0: mean, we don't know who else is in this at all, do we? Hope I mean, I'm sure we'll find out next week. A few more entrants. Do you about- think?
1: Do you think we'll get a Joker again this year? Like someone we don't know last one in.
0: Hi.
1: Every other one has been apart from the tag team one, but that was a different thing altogether.
0: What if it's Samoa Joe? Oh ho, ho, dinner. Oh, ho, 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 ho. And what if he comes in and he's going up the ladder and then he stops and he hands the poker chip to Christian?
1: <laughs> it's not even a ladder match, but just throw a ladder in there, it'll be time. <laughs> <laughs>
0: What are we supposed to? Yeah, he's about to eliminate Christian, and he just stops, and eliminates himself. It's it's team Angle, it's a minimum mafia all over again. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, um, I don't know. I honestly, I, I don't think they'll have another debut so close to Ethan Page and Christian. They two oh. at the last pay per view, didn't they? I don't think they'll want to do it. Me? Yeah, well, they, they don't do that many pay per views, do they? So I suppose. It's just because they usually
1: have one as well.
0: That's all. Yeah, I mean, this is a, obviously this is how they like to bring people in. In.
1: Yeah, we just need to wait and see. Nobody's yeah,
0: we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, we'll, we'll know more next week. I imagine when they start announcing the the competitors. Uh, right. So moving on, we have the number one contenders match between Orange Cassidy and the Bastard Pack.
1: Um, Justin Roberts hasn't like well, Justin Roberts has just forgotten who Pack is because he's been in the UK for that long. He is a bastard.
0: Pack, no, 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 wait. He's the, no, the bastard. He's the bastard. <laughs> <laughs> he said that like for, for a long time on AEW. was a reason, as far as no one's corrected him because he even comes up on the on the plate, the bastard pack.
1: Yeah,
0: like he's always been the bastard. So <laughs> I've never met. Yeah, I've decided that I absolutely want Chuck Taylor to accompany me to everything that I ever do with his little pop up bounce that he does when he's coming out. He, looks, <laughs> he just seems like a really fun guy. Um.
1: Oh, so that it, group, that group, seems to be like just the best. I, yeah. I would want to be a part of that. I, I
0: want to be part of the best friends. Uh, so yeah. interesting, interestingly, um, both Orange Cassidy and Pac send their groups to the back, so they're both accompanied out by. So Pack comes out with Death Triangle, Cassidy comes out with Best Friends, obviously Chris Tatlander as well. Um, they both leave, and they, they all come out the face tunnel as well. Both sets of people uh, all yeah. come out the face tunnel all send their, their boys and, and aliens to the back. Um, and yeah, so we start off with the the sort of a, a sort of a variation on the Orange Cassidy comedy spots. So first of all, he puts his sunglasses on Pack, which Pack then immediately takes them off. Yeah. and rips them, rips them in half. I think they were real Ray Bans, you know. They were real Ray bans last week as well. Yeah, but they yeah they didn't get destroyed. They just got oh, taken. But like, Pack be- just ripped. They, they were probably like a hundred dollar pair of sunglasses, and Pac just ripped them <laughs> ripped them in half.
1: They earn enough money. <laughs>
0: when, you, T- when, T- you're the number, when you're the number one merch seller on ShopAW.com, I suppose you can um, you can buy as many pairs of Ray-Bans as you want. <laughs> T- TK will be handing them new pairs weekly. <laughs> well, well, so um, so obviously Orange goes for the for the for the pockets. pack goes to kick him. Orange ducks. Hits an immediate beat break, probably on the glasses. which yeah, uh, probably did, probably hurt like fuck. Um, pack kicks out on two. Um, Pack rolls to the outside, orange goes for the pockets and hands dive, hits it, jumps up, pulls a second pair of sunglasses <laughs> out of his pocket, puts them on, poses for the camera, throws pack into the barrier, and we're off. I love that. That start was just superb. Yeah. It set the tone of the match, and obviously they didn't really talk about it, um, surprisingly, but this obviously this match has quite a lot of history because Pack was Cassidy's first singles opponent in AEW. Yeah.
1: They, they didn't mention about the first match, but they did mention that they had the match at Revolution.
0: Yeah. They did and... mention
1: it, like, very briefly. Oh, this goes back to February last year. right? Like, but they didn't say I was like, oh, it's Orange Cassidy's debut match or anything.
0: No. So um, a lot of this match was basically just a pack shotgun drop-kicking Cassidy, in every yep. part of his body, basically, in in the front, in the back, in the face, um, you know, um, just so Pack takes control, and he yeah, he's he's basically just just bringing the pain. Um, then, so the match sort of comes to a head. So Pack hits a leg bomb on Cassidy, which basically kills him. <laughs> Gets a two count, and then Cassidy's out the ring, and then. So we come back from break and Cassidy's, like, in the corner and someone's checking on him.
1: Yeah, now, do you know what's happened here? Because I've been on the internet and I had a nosy.
0: No, no, please do tell.
1: So, so basically, like we said the opening match should have went 15 minutes instead of the nine. This match was meant to go 15 minutes instead of the nine minutes. Um, basically, Orange just suffered, like... A- like a neck injury, like you got a sore neck, right. and a sore back. So basically, they were like, "Right, we'll call an audible just to get Callus out, do the because it was meant to be a double countout. It was meant to be the finish, like just outside
0: the ring. Oh, so yeah. they, were meant, they, were, they were meant to just like fight outside the ring. Yeah, basically.
1: they were meant, yeah, to get the finish. Um But basically, Orange was fucked, but they were like. Right, if he's hurt now, we'll see if he's all right for double or nothing. Like, try not to get him hurt even more yeah. before double or nothing. So we can have the triple threat we've planned. Audible.
0: So, so yeah, kind of went a bit weird. So, like, it comes back from breaking He's just, like, legitimately getting checked on by someone. Yeah, it was, like, one of the doctors. And then a wild Don Callis just appears. Like literally out of nowhere. Don't cat like like he's probably got like, not even got his shirt tucked in, probably. He's probably just told him to run back outside out of out the ring. Um and then obviously Kenny comes out and hits Pac with the belt. Yeah. And then uh, yeah.
1: How see see when you're calling an audible like that, how do you tell Pac secretly? Like, oh, um, yeah, Kenny Omega's just gonna come up from behind you, hit you with a belt. Stayed in for the 10
0: things. Well, d- surely at one point when... Because normally, not, that's what they normally do, if someone's getting checked by a doctor, normally the referee will like, push the other person to the corner, won't they? Well, yeah, they talk to them like that, yeah. And so Aubrey could just be like, right, this is what's... You know. Yeah, she'll have a earpiece in, won't she? Yeah. Yeah, fair, okay. So, yeah, so Pat gets the bell shot off Kenny. Uh, Aubrey counts them both, not out, but both down. <laughs> so neither of them the 10 count. Um, and yeah that's it the match ends in a in a double loss or sort of a no contest basically um, which is one of the very few times this has ever happened in AEW yeah there,
1: there were, as I say there were a plan on going uh, no contest anyway just yeah. a double count out just to get us to the triple threat the plan was the triple threat all along just they had to slightly do it differently because of the circumstances
0: in a weird way this actually worked a bit better so yeah. after the match ends, you have like Kenny and Don Callis are on the ramp like laughing it up, saying oh yeah, brilliant, you know we we did this, because uh, obviously they knocked Pac out, and they're like neither of them won, so we don't have an opponent for double or nothing, they're both losers um, we don't have to fight anyone and then Tony Schiavone comes down from commentary and says oh no because head from Tony Khan, it's going to be a triple threat match, uh, both men against Kenny Omega, obviously all three and um, they, they 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 protest like it's the biggest injustice in, in, in world history, yeah. which is great because Kenny Omega when Kenny's out, out, outraged Kenny Omega is the best Kenny Omega. He's just like, that's it. Get in the jet. We're going back to Winnipeg. Yeah. I don't... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm again, I mean, hopefully I what, what you said um about Cassidy, hopefully he's not too badly hurt and he's able to to make it to double or nothing, because that match will absolutely slap if it gets to go ahead. Yeah. I'm well up for that.
1: I mean, if he's not able to go ahead, we still at least get Pac versus Omega.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I I really like how they've continually... So obviously Cassidy is a bit of a wild card in this because he's never been in a, in the main event scene really before in terms of the title picture. Um, but I really like how they they've sort of kept Pac strong, obviously. And even Kenny alluded, so he's kind of like the ghost. He's like the ghost at the feast. He's like Kenny's like specter that he can't quite shake. You know, he beat Kenny twice in AW, oh, and he's a real threat. <laughs> and Kenny has to is gonna have to do something to, to. I mean, obviously, if if the triple threat goes ahead, I can see Kenny retaining, and I can probably see Cassidy taking the pin.
1: Yeah, it doesn't he, hurt orange. he's kind of
0: bulletproof, isn't he? Because of his yeah. because of his character, he doesn't he doesn't need to uh, to be you, protected. I mean,
1: you say that I've seen on Twitter everyone's going mental about how stale Orange is. I was like I just don't think they get it, to be honest. Yeah, but then you More see him in a you it. see him
0: in a live event and like the amount of fucking orange casty signs from kids in the crowd Exactly, is, is ridiculous. He's still one of the top selling t shirts on, on the AW website. Yeah. You Know jaded 30 yeah. something year old men on Twitter might be bored of him, but the vast majority of the fan base is not so exactly. Oh, Hi, so, um, <laughs> so yeah, so hopefully, fingers crossed, Cassidy's fine. Uh, and I hope he's fine anyway because you know you don't want anyone to be hurt, but for, uh, from a selfish point of view, I would really like to have that match a double or nothing, please, <laughs> <laughs> if, if we could. <laughs> so then. Speaking of double or nothing, um, we have the Elite, without Kenny, because he's fucked off to Winnipeg. Um, so it's the Good Brothers and the Young Bucks are in the locker room. Uh, first of all, the so they, they uh, obviously they're bragging about how they've retired SCU and they're, they're done. Um, they challenged the Varsity Blondes to a title match next week because they're fighting champions. Yeah. They're ranked number one. So that's going to be cool. Um, and then, again, topically talking about... Um, Brian Pillman saying if he, he wants to be a tag champion like his daddy and starts so like tapping the belt if one of these like your dad you've got to come and beat us step up it's, um, it's the fact that the
1: documentary was only last week so yeah. it does like strike a very fresh like yeah yeah well, again everyone, knows, everyone
0: everyone knows the Brian Pillman story now because we've all seen Dark Side of the Ring again yeah. it's just another little bit where they, they weave in like that little bit of wrestling history which I really enjoy uh, they also say that obviously Moxie and Omega have trashed the locker room so they challenge them to a tag match at Dublin, or Nothing, which will... Ooh, we'll now,
1: ob- obviously, like, how they're doing it, they've got a plan of some sort. There's no way the character would shout, like, go, mostly Kingston, we're challenging you just to have a match. There's a plan there somewhere.
0: The way they were building <laughs> it up, I thought it was going to be a swerve and they were going to put the Good Brothers in.
1: I mean, yeah, it, exactly. It could be that as well. Easily, just change it.
0: Because when they were talking, they were like, oh, you know, you've disrespected us and this. And then Gallows and Anderson were like, yeah, tell them, tell him, tell him. And you expect them to be like, so a double or nothing. And then you're going to, it's going to be the good brother. And like Gallows and Anderson would be like, what? You know, and, and I thought. <laughs> you know. Um, but no, if, apparently they just straight up said they'll have a match. I did not know if they said it, They said to a fight. I don't know if it's an actual title match or...
1: Or like a just a brawl, or, like or, just, a, or
0: just a regular match. They, they basically said they, they they invited them to a super kick party. Is what they did.
1: Yeah, that's what they said.
0: Um, so they didn't say whether it's a title shot or not. But I'm I'm sure this will all be clarified in in the days and weeks to come. We'll find out. Um, speaking of double or nothing to gain, <laughs> that the the, the the matchmaking comes thick and fast. Yeah, uh, Adam Page is backstage with the Dark Order. Um, and Adam Page, this this was a very very low energy, very chilled out. Adam Page. Saying about how I mean,
1: it's, it's on the back end of losing last week, isn't it? So yeah. I mean it uh, was a
0: rough uh, loss. He went from being ranked number one to rank number five off of one loss. Yes, yeah,
1: it's, it's
0: serious mode. This is hangman in serious mode this week. But he was saying about how um, you know, he was gonna lose at some point. He had the target on his back, he was ranked number one, everyone was gunning for him. And even though he was attacked by three guys and power and hit with a title and power bombed on the stage, you know it still took everything for cage to beat cakes to beat him, and um, he didn't beat him properly. he shouldn't be proud. So we challenged him for, to a rematch, a double or nothing. Uh, where it's going to be Double or Nothing and then John Silver. reacted like it was the greatest thing. He's like, oh, that's the name <laughs> of the pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs>
1: did, did you mean that, Adam? Did you mean that?
0: <laughs> <laughs> just great, great little, just like, lovely little John Silver moment there. So, yeah, we're going to get the rematch. Of Cage v. Page 2, twice in a lifetime. But, um, <laughs> Double or Nothing. Uh, so, yeah, uh, love, that, that'll, be, that'll be a good one, because I really enjoyed Oh, I, I say I enjoyed that match. It wasn't really a match. It was just... Um uh, Brian Cage beating the shite out of Adam Page for like ten minutes last time, on it so
1: Yeah. I was saying this is the third match so far on one show that they've went. It's going to be a double or nothing. Yeah. fourth. sorry, you've well, a royal as well. Hold on to your butts because so we, we've
0: got we've got some more double or nothing matches getting made <laughs> right here, right now. So first so we've got the pinnacle coronation following the blood and guts victory. Um, MJF's got like the the King John from Disney Robin Hood crown. It's like too big and it's slipping down his face. It's great. <laughs> um, so they talk about how like they how he's the new demo god because they popped the number one cable rating last week because MJF they, was on the show,
1: basically stealing all the titles. Demo god, greatest of all time, the king.
0: Yeah, like, all of them. He says that um, they did gangbusters in Canada as well. It's all because of the Canadian guard Sean Spears. And Sean Spears touches his horrible mohawk. Um, <laughs> please don't hit me with a chair, Sean. It's, it's not that bad, mate, honest. Um, <laughs> then obviously, he said, obviously, everyone's been asking, the inner circle have been asking, everyone wants a rematch? Do the crowd want a rematch? And the crowd all cheer. And he's ah, well, you're not getting a rematch. Proper, proper old school heel work there. Um, and then Tully steps up and says, you know, he's been at the top before, he's been in the number one group, and said, These group at this group are special. He said they're all top guys. Um, they still took everything to the inner circle could give them, he still won. Um, and then he gets um, expensive watches for all the guys. <laughs> the specific phrase was wrist jewelry. Wrist jewelry, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Some fine wrist jewelry from Tully Blanchard. <laughs> and as they're sort of admiring their watches, you hear a car horn. MGF gets furious and starts asking like who's interrupting them, you know, it's thrown off the throwing off the game. Uh and then all of a sudden Sammy, Ortiz, and Jake Hager ride in on like an ATV. Sammy's in like the the, the warthog gunner position if you're a Halo player. With like a It's
1: like it's like the proper old school DX coming down the fucking rampway and the fucking ATV. Except
0: they come through like Sue's little slip, slip yeah. road that she drives in um it's, to drop off Trent.
1: It's the fact that in the ring, MGS going, Where's that coming from? Where's that coming from? There's only one side it comes from. (laughs) There's only
0: one hole in the (laughs) hole at Reanimath, and it's that. Um, So, yeah, so all of a sudden, Chris Jericho pops out of the trailer, and he's got a big sling on his arm.
1: Um, (sighs) After that fall, all he's got is a dodgy arm. Specifically, it was a dislocated elbow. Really? Yeah. That's
0: it. <laughs> so then um, Jericho asks one more time, can we have a rematch? MGF says no. And he says, oh, is that your final answer? He says yes. So then all of a sudden, Sammy opens up and sprays him. So the trailer, sorry, has um, a little bit of bubbly sign on the side of it. And obviously Sammy then sort of sprays, he's got like a, a hose gun and he douses them with the bubbly.
1: Champagne showers for everyone in the ring. Yep. Um, the, the way they had it, the little thing, it was like one of them fucking, them when they stole things.
0: Oh, when well, you, like, like, well, well, you got to yeah, like, the, shoot the, it into the, into the mouth to make the horse go or something. <laughs> yeah. One of them. Um, so obviously, after a bit of slipping and sliding and pratfalling, MJF, enraged because his pink suit's been ruined, um, jumps up. I've got everything, a, times a flat circle. Well, first of all, Jericho's getting pissed at his suit's ruined. Now he's ruining someone else's suit. I
1: know. Makes a change, yeah. <laughs> it all comes
0: It all comes full circle. Uh, so MGF <laughs> says they can have a rematch at Double or Nothing, but it's going to be a Stadium Stampede.
1: Stadium Stampede 2! A year later as well.
0: So the inner circle, the kings of the, theater, of the gimmick match, who have not actually won a gimmick match yet. <laughs> no, it
1: was them that made it, but they're shite. <laughs> <laughs> they're
0: going to face the pinnacle in a stadium stampede match and MGF said it's not going to be last year it's not going to be fun in games if the inner circle loses, they must permanently disband
1: yeah I think it's got to be more serious this year the stadium yeah. stampede yes. there was
0: a lot of the feud is the feud is a lot more serious this year isn't it there's a lot more like yeah. bad blood
1: like when, when he says that it's like that's fair because you can have Sammy being chased by a horse again, or <laughs> any of that shit. It's too comedic. Like even this section, this fucking this part of this whole promo, like it was very pantomime
0: Yeah, because they were like they were falling in the ring, weren't they? And yeah,
1: sort of... it was more. Oh, and then MGF going at the crowd earlier, and then Chris Jericho. So you said yes. So your answer's no. So you said yes. What's your final answer? It's like, come on.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm getting why they do this. They need to give the feud a bit of levity after, like, the brutality of last week.
1: Yeah. It's like, I feel like they put the extra six minutes from the orange and pack fight on here. And it's just, started...
0: just Sean Spears falls over in jumping. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> like, Spears, how how many, how many times can you pratfall in champion? <laughs> how many times is too many times. Yeah, so anyway, so we get, um, we're getting Stadium Stampede 2 at Dublin. I think I'm really happy with this. Uh, I thought, on a personal note, I thought that Stadium Stampede was the most important match of last year. Last year. Yeah, it was. They needed to because I, for me, it saved the soul of wrestling. Yeah. <laughs> like, like literally, like I was, I was on the point of burning out with like no crowd shows and like with it just not feeling right, and with it all being a bit too much and it was getting a bit depressing. And then Stadium Stampede happened, and it just made me laugh my way back into loving wrestling again. Like for so,
1: how it worked last year was WWE started it obviously with a Firefly Funhouse and the. Take Taker match? I can't remember what it was called. Boneyard match. There you go, the Boneyard match. And then they sort of got a bit silly with the money in the bank. And then I can't even remember what the next one was, but it was absolutely dug shite. Was it,
0: was it the Swamp Fight?
1: Yeah, it would have been the Swamp Fight. And then it was Double or Nothing. So Double or Nothing, by that point, it was good. It was probably the best one, if... For an argument's sake, it could be said it's the best one. It beats a mania matches. In my eyes, it does. But it needed to be done because AEW were, they didn't have a cinema match yet. This was their first one. Yeah. So they needed to do it. And they, it was 10 out of 10. It was one of their highest rated matches, I think.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it just, I've, I've said it before, and I'll, I'll say, I'll just very briefly, it felt like the first time. Because obviously, it was meant the 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 blow off to the inner circle elite was meant to be blood and guts. And obviously, they postponed that because of the lack of crowd. They wanted, obviously, they wanted people in in attendance when they eventually did do it. But so as a result, they, they cooked up the stadium stampede as like a replacement. And it felt like the first time since the pandemic started that we actually got something really good that existed because of the pandemic so it came out of it that was a net positive so like as a result of the pandemic which was terrible and horrible but we got this unique fantastic really entertaining match that we would never have got otherwise and it felt like the first time that we were able to turn something positive out of the situation
1: yeah Right, no offence to Cutie Marshall Jim, but it wasn't a place to do a TV show, was it? <laughs> no.
0: Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I, I, I honestly, I, I, I do reckon that there will be less comedy in this one. Um, there should be. It's just you, someone being murdered in Aaron's fluth, so I probably believe you heard that.
1: Um, I'm, I'm going to assume Loverfell has scored in our winning. Is this... I,
0: I will double-check that because that is of great interest to in me.
1: Yeah, that, that'll be why they're shouting.
0: <laughs> oh, it's 3-2, apparently.
1: It's oh, there you go. Oh, there you go. They, they've just scored a third there, then. That's what it'll be.
0: So anyway, yeah, um, I, I, I honestly have... um, I do feel that this year's will be more serious, probably a bit more bloody than um, than the last year's. But uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be really good. It's it's gonna be a that's gonna be a match. In, it's instantly the match that I'm looking forward to the most on on the show because I am well into shit like that.
1: Yeah. No, I'm totally with you on that one. Definitely. No arguments from me.
0: So, moving on, very briefly, we have a Thunder Rosa match. Remember Thunder Rosa? She's still here. She Oh, first of all, sorry, before Thunder Rosa, we have a, a weird, a weird interview with JR and Britt Baker where it's almost like they're in separate rooms because JR just keeps asking... It's almost like he's reading the questions off a piece of paper and is refusing to deviate based on the answers that he's given by Britt Baker.
1: Yeah, it, it was funny because even... Um, is it Tony or Excalibur, say, after the interview... Like oh, like why did she didn't mention anything about our greatest rival, who obviously comes out next, Thunder Rosa, um, and then he's like, yeah, Jr. just goes, oh, I'm just sort of asking the questions. I was told that. To
0: yeah, so like it was they, weird. They, they're, they're having like a freeform <laughs> conversation, and like the, the 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 sort of the it's veering towards like Thunder Rosa and the the death match they had, or the, the horse bar match, the sanction match, but then. JR's okay, next question is: So, would you consider Hikari Shida to be your greatest run? He's <laughs> <it's> like, what? He's <laughs> <What? You're> just... <laughs> just going. He's just trying to drag it back, like hard, to the other side to talk about something else. And and, and obviously, the conversation naturally just jilted one way. And it, yeah, it, it almost felt like it, it, they weren't even were in the same room. Like he recorded the qu- asking the question separately to like the talking about the answer. It, it was a bit. It was a bit odd. It was a bit stiff uh but it, i mean brit baker is money and uh, she's great on the mic she did she 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 held it well
1: and uh, what i got from this is she done baker fought at a forbes photo shoot
0: yeah and <laughs> Britt baker's reasoning was great so she said well, yeah. like, all i said was that because the forbes article is not going to come out until after the pay-per-view that we should probably have a shot with me as a champion because i'm going to win the belt at the pay-per-view
1: makes sense just have yeah. two different photos when each <laughs> holding the belt
0: um so yeah cool um I'm really I'm again I'm really hyped for that match. It's just, you, you, you don't need to sell that match to me. I'm already down for it. So it's fine. Um speaking of Thunder Rosa, she's still here. Um she just beats the piss out of Jasmine Allah and beats her yeah. in two minutes.
1: She's here, not for long. so <laughs> no, she just gets in, gets it done,
0: gets the win. Off we go. They talk afterwards about how she's coming for both the um NWA title and the AEW title. Obviously Serena is still injured is that
1: what's wrong with her she's injured well
0: she was in a wheelchair the other week remember she had surgery oh did she not get injured during that match she, had she like got injured stuff. yeah she got injured wrestling and then in AEW yeah. issue, she had to get surgery so apparently it's not like a long time frame. she's probably back very soon um, yeah just get shaking it off the last yeah, it, 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 she wasn't out for long enough to, to like, have to give up the title or anything so that's that's all fine yeah um, yeah, so they run down the card for, ne- for Double or Nothing. And for next week, Double or Nothing's shaping up to be an absolute banger of a show. It, it really, the card looks really good, and um, no, uh, no spoilers. But we might actually all be watching it in the same room.
1: Well, I mean, we will be.
0: <laughs>
1: spoilers.
0: So that could be fun. So maybe, maybe keep your eyes peeled for a, a special cool. same room live stream. Oh. That'd be a thing. We're not going <laughs> to get a wide-angle camera to, to, to fit us all in. That'd be great. Jesus. Um Anyway, so moving on very quickly, we got a little a, a little summary of um, Jade Cargill talking. So I, I texted you guys about this because I saw it on on the social medias on Tuesday night. We had on um on Dark this week, Mark Sterling. Who, if you remember him, was the lawyer during the the M-
1: lawyer project. of MJ.
0: Uh, he has thrown his hat into the ring vis a vis representation of Jade Cargill. She obviously also has interest from Big Money Matt Hardy and from uh, Vicky Carrero.
1: Uh, in Mark Sterling's promo, he was like, Oh, um, I got MGF to be the highest paid wrestler in
0: AEW. I could do the same for you. Yeah, but he also didn't read that bit in the contract where he said he had to fight Moxley, so you know. No, he did not. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so she said basically the same thing she said the other week she said she's open she's listening to offers but she no, she's her own boss because she is that bitch I'm that bitch she's
1: going to get that on her t-shirt yeah, she's going to make it it's happen
0: happening. stop trying to make fetch happen um, right moving on then we have I really enjoyed this little Darby Allen promo before the match
1: yeah um, it's kind of cool so... it, it, just, it
0: just sort of humanised him a bit because he's a bit he can come across a bit cold on derby because he just he comes out with a spooky dad he comes out with yeah. a spooky dad in his face paint and he just wins <laughs> and like this sort of made him seem a bit vulnerable because it's like he was talking about how he obviously last week was a bit of a bit of a bummer for him you know he he, he, he went head first on a flight of stairs <laughs> um, and he was just saying about how he, he went back up to Seattle which is you know his hometown and he yeah. sort of went around to where he used to live and sort of reconnected with his roots um like it was like literally looked like a a skateboard crack then
1: yeah (laughs) he's got no time to think about what happened last week because he's got this week to deal with
0: um and then he was saying like miro talked about glass ceilings but like what's miro done since he's been here he's been he's played some video games and he's been a best man but he hasn't impressed anyone yeah he's darby allen is the internet because he's
1: um yeah pretty much um Darby Allen got arrested doing that promo. Really? Well, he got he got talking to by the police. Arrested is a bit of a strong word. What he for? got spoken to by the police. Well, it's that um part where he's um just leaning on a shed or something with his face painted and it's just dark. Yeah. That that was at three o'clock in the morning with it, when the light was just aimed at him so just leaning against you, the shed.
0: Are you saying that <laughs> are you saying that the um the police thought he was a hoodlum?
1: Well, the police seen a very skinny boy with half his face painted at three o'clock in the morning, just leaning against a wall, and just went, "Wow, well, we
0: should speak to him." I mean, Sting and <laughs> Darby did say they were hoodlums, didn't they? So
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> maybe that's uh-huh. that's what you know, that's what you get if you want to call yourself a lawbreaker. Um, so there you go, actual criminal, Darby Allen, caught in a really cool promo. Um, so then we get the main event, and it's um, it's Miro versus Derby Allen.
1: Fifth we can add all main event.
0: Yeah, so this is his... I mean, first of all, regardless of, of what happens in the main event, we have to say hats off to Derby for putting on some really good matches. Yeah. It's not easy to go out. I imagine it's not easy to go out and main event a show, but to do it every week. Okay, and, and having completely different styles of matches every week.
1: Completely completely different styles of matches and in between just getting thrown downstairs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, fair play to Derby, like he's really he's made me a fan. I mean I was always kind of into him, but you know, this has really solidified him as a as a, a, a real top guy in my eyes. He's
1: definitely one of the baby faces of the company, isn't he?
0: Yeah, and he's he's a dependable hand. Now that you can build a company around, I think he's really proved himself. And he, and and in, in between, and just get before all this, like before we kicked off this run of matches, he um, he directed the, the cinematic match with him and Sting. Yeah, really, and, cr- yeah. and cr- created that. So he's really shown all of his skills over the last few months in the company, which has been great. And it sounds like if this sounds like a bit of a eulogy for Darby Allen, <laughs> then. Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, So Miro comes out, Darby comes out, Miro just fucking pounces Darby before before he even gets there. He hasn't even taken his jacket off. And for about the first, I would say the first five minutes of this match, but it's not actually the match. It's not even the match. Miro just beats him from pillar to post.
1: There's a bit where he gets fucking whiplashed into the ropes and then his head gets caught. And he goes under, and oh, oh boy. <laughs>
0: yeah, and they go outside. Um, Miro throws him over the barrier, climbs over the barrier, and then suplexes him, like, release suplexes him back over the barrier. Fuck me. It's just, it's fucking insanity. Um, so they get back in the ring. Eventually, like, the refs, like, frantically, like... Paul Turner's like in Darby's face, He's saying, Please, Darby, just say something. <laughs> Are you okay? Can you go? <laughs> Darby eventually gets up, takes his jacket off, indicates that he wants the bell rung. So we're off. Um, and as soon as the bell rings, Pra just kicks the fuck out of Darby, just kicks him square in the face. <laughs> Goes yeah. in, gets a two-count. Um I mean, I'm not saying I'm not saying this is a squash.
1: Ah, oh, it's an elongated squash. It's not. <laughs> I mean,
0: it's not quite Brody v Cody.
1: No, definitely not. I, I went pure Scottish there. <laughs> no.
0: <laughs> there, there was there was a, a lovely, I say lovely in inverted commas, bit where Miro was outside the ring, and Darby goes for like, it goes for a suicide dive, like a tope but he turns oh. into a cannonball. And he Whoa. sort of hits, like, Miro's got his back to him and he sort of hits Mirror on, like, the back of his shoulder, like, staggers Miro, and Darby, like, bounces off and hits the guardrail.
1: He, he bounces off and then goes flying the opposite way. <laughs> like, from where he was going. Oh, it was brutal. He was... couldn't even save the landing either. Like, he hit the guardrail on his way, to. Yeah. It was mental.
0: Yeah, um... So Darby's going for he's going for the sleeper a lot to sort of try. He's going for a sleeper to sort of like drop Mirror quite a few times. He's going for the like the sort of jumping over stunner that he does. Um, that's not he's not having any luck with that. Every time he does it, Mirror just catches him and throws him. A couple of times, oh, Mirror does that thing he did against Orange Casty where he just beals him like the length of the ring on the outside. Yeah, he just fucking chucks him like twelve feet there, to, like horizontally. It's it's horrifying. Um, there's a couple of times in the middle of the ring where Darby tries to do something clever, and Miro literally just picks him up, lifts him about sixteen feet in the air, and then slams him under the mat. It's,
1: it's the weight difference, mate. Like you're not getting away with it
0: this time. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's, and then, so towards the end of the match, Darby has like a big, a big sort of sleeper. and Miro gets out of it, and then Miro puts on this like, like sort of like a back bear hug like just sort of squeezes him from behind and it's really cool so he's, he's got him like in the middle of the ring and he drops him down and darby's like trying to get to the ropes and he, like like an, like an alligator death roll miro just rolls over back into the middle of the ring um, and then darby's like reach for the ropes and he rolls back the other way and like all the time he's just literally you can see him squeezing the air out of darby it's great um really cool bit towards the end of the match with darby's just i think miro just slammed him into the ropes again because he just threw him into the ropes a the of times didn't he
1: Yeah, as I say, like it's vicious how many times he's done it. And so
0: Darby's Darby's like sat on the floor, arms on the middle rope. Miro's just stood in the middle of the ring, like looking at him like like he's about to eat him. And then like Sting, who was earlier, has been jumped by Scorpius Guy and Ethan Page, has like gotten back to his feet. And Darby like looks across the ring to Sting. I think Sting at this point knows the score. He knows what's about to happen. That's fucked up. So he just he just offers a fist. To Darby, they fist bump, like defiantly. Mirror is just standing there, like like steam's coming out of his fucking ears at this point. <laughs> like, he's, <Yeah>. he's... <laughs> and he he just like he just holds his arms out to Derby Who like he just sl- Darby just slaps him like square in the face. Mirror doesn't even move, and then Mirror just absolutely kills him. <laughs>
1: <Brutal>.
0: <laughs> yeah, and then Darby hits. He finally gets the stunner. Um, goes for a roll up, kick out. Darby goes for another stunner. No. Same. Near fall. No, no, he he goes for a cover, then he doesn't. He runs up the the turnbuckle. Sorry, he goes for a coffin drop. As he drops, Miro catches him in the waistlock. Throws him for a suplex, but Darby lands on his feet. Darby hits a code red. And then as soon as he kicks out, so Miro kicks out on two. Miro springs up. It's kind of the game over slash the accolade he puts on yeah it's... what he sort of does he puts it about he he yanks back like so violently that like yeah he's miro's back is on the floor
1: yeah it, it got to the point where he he didn't let go refused to let go just what he was lying on the floor
0: <laughs> and the ref just calls it like darby doesn't darby's just out he doesn't even tap he's just dead okay. he's just just, just flat unconscious Um, and there it is Miro is the new TNT champion fuck the gaming gimmick
1: fuck the best man gimmick
0: this was just 13 minutes of legitimised murder yeah (laughs) of of Tony Tony Khan sanctioned murder yep
1: Santana got arrested for stabbing MJF with Forks. Someone fucking arrest Miro.
0: <laughs> I really enjoy this. Um, obviously, this is something you can do all the time. And, and they protect. They, they already had all the pieces in place to protect Derby. Obviously, it was this like this fifth cumulative title defence. There was the attack last week. He wasn't at 100%. But, Jesus Christ, Miro looked like Brock Lesnar in this match.
1: No, he did. Legit. Lasted longer than Brock Lesnar, but he did look that sort of character, very scary. But the fact that eew has got one of them now,
0: yeah, he he looked like an absolute killer. Like, yeah, it was it was great. It was great to see absolute murder machine Miro finally arrive. Um, and yeah, Darby, credit to him. I mean, to go through all those great matches and all these main events and do a really good job of, of making the title important and the, the good thing about the good thing about the TNT title obviously because it's getting defended so frequently is they can probably hot shot it not hot shot it but they can move it a bit more frequently than yeah because yes. the AW title only really gets defended on like the pay-per-views and the big shows so maybe like sort of six to eight times a year whereas you can do this every you can do this three four times a month so it means like every oh, two every, every two months you can put it on somebody new because it's eight defenses yeah. in two months
1: I say, well, this is what the fifth different title holder. Well, um, no, different title reign anyway. Fourth different title holder.
0: So we have Cody, Brody, Cody, then Darby. Not be fifth, it. yeah.
1: So this would be the fifth, yeah. Um, like that's that's already more than other titles.
0: So it's, it's more. I think it's more than the other titles put together, isn't it? <laughs> probably, to be honest. Yeah, actually, uh, no. I think it just about isn't. Um, well,
1: hold on. Um, Jericho, Moxley, Kenny. There's three. And
0: then four, the tag four, four. for the title. You had SCU, um, Kenny and Hangman, FCR and Bucks. Ah, okay. No, yeah. not quite. Um, but yeah, it's it's great that there's there's a there's a title that feels a bit more unpredictable. Like anyone can win it on TV at any time. Like it if never never feels safe. Like all of the, I mean, we've always had an inkling that Darby would win his previous. Um, Defences, the but they've always had that little seed of doubt that they, they could have just gone and and put on somebody else, which is really cool. It makes the makes the matches really exciting. Yeah. Uh, so then, and then after the match, um, Ethan Page and Scorpius guy come back out. They attack Sting again. The Dark Order come out to make the save. Stu Grayson falls over, uh, jumping down the steps <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. He saves it. It's fine. They chase them out, and I didn't see. Um, the very end of the show, because fight cut out. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's, it's same for me as well, well. I was on fire. Presumably,
0: but... it was. I mean, the image that was on my TV when the show ended was just Miro roaring defiantly over Darby's corpse. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, what a way to end the show. Um, yeah, and that's uh, that's dynamite. I, I, as a show, I thought that was really good. It was a stacked card, three title matches. I thought all the big matches delivered. I thought, you know, it was a. Uh, yeah.
1: That's going to ask for much more, really. Saying we've got what? One. Well, the women's one was already announced. So four double or nothing matches were announced tonight. Five, five, five were announced. That's only two weeks before, as well. It's a bit.
0: I mean, it's, I not, quite, say... it's, not, it's not quite WWE where we're doing it like two days before the show.
1: No, it, it's not it's not Rush because the storylines are already there uh, bar Hangman and Brian because that was just last week but all the other ones, the storylines there, but again it's still two weeks to go, oh yeah, pay-per-views come in, fuck It's sort of what happens when you just put a TV special like Blood and Guts on three weeks
0: before a pay-per-view. Be well, that's it. All, all the build previously was the blood and guts, wasn't it? So they've had to do the, yeah. quick, re- to do the quick reset here and sort of get all the new shit in now. Yeah. Uh, it's solid show. Yeah. I
1: just got,
0: to, just got so, to go home show before the pay-per-view. Be yeah, go home show's next week. Okay, fuck me. let come around quick. I remember when we were saying, like, please yep. go always oh, ages to double or nothing. Uh, and now here we are. Um, right, do you want, me to, do you want me to give me your highs and lows, please, mate? Eh.
1: I, th- I think my high is going to be, I'm going to give it to Negato and Moxley. Great opener. Could have went longer, but that's something I can complain about, but I'm not going to. At least we got it. Uh, my low, I think, is going to be that um, pinnacle and inner circle promo because that's as i say six minutes that was missing from pack and orange seemed to have went on there and it just dragged a bit
0: very pantomime yeah it was a little bit silly also yeah. a, little, a little creepy when i didn't mention it when um Tolly blanchard said that the five women who came out with the pinnacle were the five finest women in jacksonville yeah i don't like the idea of Tully blanchard like evaluating all the women in jacksonville that, that <laughs> doesn't sit right with me um yeah, I see where you're coming from. Uh, I'll I'll probably also have that as the low, really, because on a show where everything else sort of hit, there wasn't really anything else that...
1: I genuinely think the only two things you might complain about is Rosa and Jasmine Allure, just because it is just a squash and maybe Cargill at a push, because it's just a promo that she's already done. Yeah. That's about it.
0: Uh, And so for for the... I'll have that for me down. Same as you. And for my up, I will have the assassination of Darby Allen by Mira. <laughs> the murder. Because you know, oh. I, 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 you know, you can like say you can't you can't do these matches all the time. You know, your Brody v Cody, your your um, Brock v Cena, because obviously yeah. you know they have to be earned. But when you do get to do them, I, I re- nothing, nothing. Sh- I, I mean, if you want to, if you want to borrow from, um, from MMA. The matches in MMA that everyone always talks about the, like Conor McGregor one bombs and like the ones where like you thought it was gonna go one way and all of a sudden it just you know, it flips and it it, it takes people by surprise. I always do yeah. like it when, when a match sort of flips the script. I mean we all we all knew Miro was gonna was gonna beat the piss out of Darby but Yeah. Not like nothing like this. Jesus Christ, nothing like exactly. this. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah. And it was a in a weird way, it was a fitting sort of send off for Derby's title ring. Mean.
1: Yeah, totally in agreement. Like
0: he's, he got to do the, his best Derby bump, his dick off, basically. Yeah,
1: he's been he's been an underdog for so long. Someone needed to buy the living share out him.
0: Well, yeah, it was just <laughs> like I said. The, the, there was always this sort of like narrative that he was he was running against the odds all the time, and it was one day the numbers were going to catch up with him and. Today was that day. Uh, Right, so that's going to bring us to the end of our show and the end of our Dynamite review. Thank you very much for joining us. Before we do leave you, if you could join us on all of our social medias, that would be lovely. Aaron, would you like to run us down real quick about the social Uh, medias?
1: Yeah, if you go to Untitled Wrestling Podcast on Facebook and YouTube, you can uh, get all our live streams, retro watch-alongs, live watch-alongs, Um, there's getting to know you's on YouTube as well we have a quiz on there Um, if you use at Untitled Dress Pod on Twitter, um, you keep up to date us with reviews, keep an eye on our banner, we're all on there, we all use it Um, use Untitled Dress Dress Pod on Twitch get all our gaming stuff, I'm there every Monday, playing a game, currently playing South Park Fractured Butthole playthrough
0: 100% Um, and, you're, and you're going to do Morgan Freeman at the end, the secret boss.
1: Yeah, we'll do the secret boss that I didn't know about until Monday, so we're going to do that as well. Um, we also do other stuff like Halo, and we're planning on doing other games as well. We've got a gaming night on a Saturday where the four of us um, and friends join in. If you want to join in, you can be part of the Discord server on Rest Pod. Did
0: a bit of walk the went... door last Saturday, and it got a uh, got real dark.
1: It got real dark. Um, we're, and if you're part of the Discord server, you don't even have to be a wrestling fan. But if you're listening to this and you're not a wrestling fan, I'm a bit worried.
0: <laughs> um, if you've, if yeah. you've come this far, you know, and you have no idea what we're talking about, God bless you.
1: Yeah, we we talk about gaming, um, movies, Marvel, comics, literally anything, not just wrestling. So join us there, and.
0: Yeah, um, tasty. Yeah, uh, before we start, yeah, well, I do make beer. Um, you make beer, I yes, uh, if you would like to buy some beer, um, uh, we make wrestling themed beers. I, I, I um, well, we made you guys part of Top Rope Brewing. And if you would like some wrestling themed beers, I would advise you to head over to topropebrewing.com where we can deliver beer direct to your door. Uh, we have recently released a collab we made with Frank Turner, if you like him. He's a top lad. And we made a very nice pale ale. Uh, you can order that. We also have a new IPA that came out just this Monday gone called Ding Dong Hello. And it's Bailey inspired. Number very very nice that was that was Neil's uh, Neil's insistence, and we've got some new beers being bre- I'm, we're literally I'm literally brewing beers tomorrow and all weekend so we've got loads more no, loads more new beers coming down the pipeline all the time so keep it on the web shop and the social medias topbrewing.com topbrew everywhere you can find us uh, you can see all that and we have to for the possibly the final time if Troy sends over the clip uh, I will manually point you in the direction of our generous sponsor. They are FatchFace.com. They have everything you need for your beard, should you have a beard or should you know somebody who has a beard. Um, We're all, well, we all have varying degrees of beard on the podcast, from from my majestic number here to Aaron's sort of peach fuzz. Um, if, If you need some beard oils, brushes, apparel, they have everything on there. They have like flip flops, hats, they have. Lovely fragrances for beard oils. Go to thatchface.com. You can use a discount code which is UWP20. Pop that in at the checkout and you'll get 20% off. Yeah, 20% off. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. 15% yeah. off. Was it 15%?
1: 20.
0: Off? Is it 20? 20 for 20. 20 for 20. 20%. 20 for uh, 20. You'll get some money off. It might be 20. I, I think it's 20. Double check with that. Um, it's a fantastic company. It's uh, there's a couple of lads from the UK really really good lads um they donate proceeds some a portion of all their proceeds go to testicular cancer charities so you're helping a good cause you're getting yourself some absolute swag for your beard and you're saving some money as well so there's absolutely nothing to lose so that's it from us thank you very much for joining us hope you enjoyed your AEW this week and the subsequent review as always stay safe enjoy wrestling and from us here it is goodbye How does Paul
1: White like his steak?
0: Well.
1: I'm
0: actually into that one. I'll give you that.